You know, every time I hear this song now, I sit there and I visualize the big freaking cannoli trying to dance. And I just keep thinking of this stiff robot that didn't eat enough uh, peanut butter the night before. (laughs) (laughs) Folks, hey, welcome to the program. Situation Room broadcasting from an undisclosed location right here. Mojo 5-0 Radio. I'm not going to lie. We set this interview up. What was it, Bauer, last week or just just recently? You know, within the last five days, probably. Yep, about a week ago. About a week ago. And... um, I, I got to tell you, I, I've been really excited about this. It's uh, it, it's something that piques all of our interests, and I know all of our listeners are, are really going to enjoy this conversation, and uh, it's it's going to be a really, really great conversation. And uh, So I appreciate you making this happen, my brother. Well, I got to tell you, based on what the, uh, the shows that we've done in the past and the content of them and all of the eclectic aspects of the informatica, and how metrics matter. Uh, when you think about astronomy, which is what's happening across the cosmos, and people are, we've got conjunctions going on this week that are, that are fairly rare that Jeff will get into. Uh, and then when you think about going back to the Informatica series, and you, we went into the content and the continuum, one of the points that I was making is the consistent information that's been passed down throughout millennia through across cultures and civilizations and time has been astronomy and the astronomy uh, is turned in was turned into astrology and uh, interpreting the the language of the cosmos interpreting the way in which different cycles within different connect uh, conjunctions and connections and oppositions and, and the ways in which the the heavens and the planets and those energies manifest and the way they affect people is something that I think is extremely profound. The ancients found it worthy of spending thousands of years of observations and making sure that they documented what happened during these times. And when you get back into the the Mesopotamian cultures that we know about now, the Egyptians and Sumerians, Babylonians, Akkadians, etc., these guys didn't do squat without consulting the stars and you know, whether they were going to war, whether they were going to plant, whatever they were going to do, there was an astrologer, there was a shaman, there was somebody who was brought in that understood what was going on or being able to interpret what was going on and then give advice and counsel to those in charge so that they could make informed decisions. Mm. And if you bring it forward, um, uh, it was it J.P. Morgan, Jeff, that talked about, uh, made the statement of millionaires don't follow astrology, but billionaires do? Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, millionaires don't use a billionaire's family. Yeah. Well, I want to be a billionaire. I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> so I'll throw that in there. Hey, before we get into this, let me let everybody know about PatriotMobile.com. Really quick, you can support your values with veteran-led Patriot Mobile, America's only Cell phone company providing reliable nationwide coverage. It's easy to switch. Keep your same phone number, bring your own device, or buy a new one. Enjoy no hidden fees, no roaming fees. And at Patriot Mobile, more than $2 million has been used to support your constitutional rights. Imagine what we could do with you on our side when you switch to Patriot Mobile. With unlimited talk and text plans starting as low as $25 a month. Don't wait. Visit PatriotMobile.com forward slash Mojo 50. PatriotMobile.com forward slash Mojo. 
450-5050. You know what? With that being said, we got a lot to talk about, and we do not have a lot of time. So without further ado, let's officially welcome our brother at arms, Jeff Harmon, to the program. Brother Jeff, thank you so much for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. So why don't before we kick this off, why don't you just kind of um, give us the bullet points? Who is Jeff Harmon? What do you do? What is your passion? Let everybody know who you are, brother. Well, go, uh, you're going to say something, Robert? No, no, go ahead. I was. Uh, I think that you've got a, a bio there, Rocky, that that we sent about his overview, and and I think that um, uh, that gives a really succinct. Uh, presentation of who Jeff is and, and what he's done. Well, well, I can answer him too. I mean, it, this whole thing started for me kind of serendipitously it, in the mid seventies, my mother uh, was, was pegging girlfriends for me uh, in, in the mid seventies to where I was uh, kind of astounded. And I, I didn't believe in astrology at all. In fact, uh, believe it or not, I, I'm very careful what I believe in, period. I always question everything. And what had happened was and she presented it to me and I said, come on. I said, this stuff can't work. I said, how can the planets have any effect? And then the more I looked at it, the more I went, oh, my God, this, this is, there's something to this. You know? And the more I studied it, the more I started to see how, how amazing it was. And then as the 80s proceeded in the 90s, um, I, I really... Um, I, I found myself doing a business with it. And, uh, and, and as Robert and I have discussed so many times, I looked into history and got into so much ancient stuff that uh, is really profound. There's a real spiritual connection to it. You find the religions have all been, you know, very, very rooted in it. Um, and, and most importantly, our forefathers of this country have. I mean, you look at Benjamin Franklin, George Washington, the signers of the Declaration of Independence. They, um, they were really into this stuff. And in fact, Benjamin Franklin, was very public about it and uh, fascinating stuff. So that, that's what got me on my journey. I was actually a skeptic and believe it or not, I still am, but I go with what the data shows and, you know, where, where things uh, manifest into reality. And when it does, and you got to say, Hey, this is real. Well, it says here that you're a second generation astrologer and spiritual consultant with over 40 years of experience but this is what caught my attention um it says that you teach how conscience conscience self-awareness can lead us out of the matrix of our karmic past um right. the reason why that catches my eye is is because uh probably in a completely different realm um of, of what i'm trying to compare the the uh two here um but what i notice a lot jeff in in society and even from my personal experiences is that a lot of people allow themselves to be dictated uh, from their past, their decisions. Uh, you know, we're a product of what we used to be. Uh, so when I was reading your bio and I saw that, I saw, you know, lead us out of the matrix of our karmic past. I, how, how do you explain that and how is that relevant into our everyday life? Well, I, 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 that's a good question because uh, that's one of the other things that attracted me to the ancient 
astrology, particularly there's a science called Vedic astrology in India and the Egyptians had it. And then it matriculated up into the medieval times and, and so on and so forth. And it basically talks about how everyone's got free will and this really gets into psychology and it's kind of very uh, central to what's happening today. We see this polarization right now between what everybody wants. You know, mm -hmm. you got the right, the left, the Republicans, the Democrats, you've got the people up the middle. And I don't think we've ever seen a time when the world is probably more in a place of dissension than it is right now. And what's interesting is it's really reflective of what the mundane astrology says. We're in huge cycles. You and I were just talking, and Robert, earlier today, um, my wife's from New Orleans. We just got a video from a friend in the French Quarter. The French Quarter right now is four to six feet underwater. And this is exactly what we're seeing in the astronomy right now. There's the grand solar minimum. You've probably heard of that, right? Mm -hmm. and, and also we've got cycles going on right now that are exceedingly powerful that are showing weather patterns are going to be off the charts. And they are. The Mississippi's cresting right now. They've got water backing up because there's a storm coming in and they just can't take the water. The pumps can't keep up with it. So we're seeing this. Look at the farmers. Look at the political, the geopolitical, all the stuff going on in the Middle East. And it's all reflective of what the astrology is showing. How does the astrology, uh, so, you know, lots of times, like when there's full moons or there's supposed to be some kind of renegade going right now. Um, I see a lot of people posting about it. How does astrology align with the human body and how does it affect the human body? Well, that's a good question because, you know, science shows how the tides are affected not only by the moon, but we see plant growth yeah. and fluid flows and, and so on and so forth. I think it affects us a lot. In fact, police departments, and I've actually worked with various different law enforcement agencies and various people asking to use astrology in that context where we can actually see things uh, in a forensics way. And, um, it, it really does parallel. They've got data that shows uh, full moons tend to be much more fraught with crime and activity and calls. And uh, the, these cycles are very, very powerful. In fact, we just had uh, a really strong cycle come in and there's been a lot of stuff going on with accidents and uh, intensities. And uh, we've got a lot of communications outage right now. So yeah, it, it really does parallel a lot. I, I think the human body is very affected by the cosmos and we're seeing the sun right now cause a lot of power with uh, the cosmic rays being allowed to come in more because the grand solar minimum is actually allowing sunspots to be lower. Mm -hmm. And as a result, we are rising in cosmic ray influence. And that's why we're seeing volcanic activity uh, increase a lot. We're seeing earthquakes uh, increase quite a bit. In fact, uh, there's magma flow right now. They're very worried about it up in Yellowstone yeah. and Map Lake, China Lake. In fact, all these earthquakes we just had in California, you can actually track it. It's coming in off the Pacific plate on the other side. And then the forces are coming right down from Alaska down the West Coast. And there was like a log jam right uh, in the Cyril's Valley where they've been doing a lot of uh, drilling for geothermal. So it's interesting stuff how it all shows up. You know, and, it, and if you go back to the whole idea of, you know, the, the cosmos, if you, the way that we've talked about before, Rocky, in, in the Informatica series, in my opinion, the cosmos is made up of two things, 
consciousness and energy. And there are a number of different schools. In fact, Jeff can get into some of this as well. When you get deep into the Jyotish and Vedic astrology and teachings, there are energies that are, is, and Jeff, you may not know this, but Rocky is a, an aficionado of the paranormal. And he, he gets out and, and does a lot of investigations, finding energies that manifest themselves, you know, in between the materium and the, the rest of the energetic expression of, of consciousness and the souls. But when you think about if everything is consciousness and energy and you have the things that Jeff just described, where you've got right now, I think we have Sun and Saturn in opposition. We've got a Mercury in retrograde that is also is it conjuncting with Mars, Jeff? I think it is. Mercury and Mars are conjuncting. Yeah, that, that all just passed in the last few days. Yeah. But we've got a lot bigger cycles going on. There's a Saturn-Pluto conjunction. That one, I actually ran that one back all the way to 2865 BC. And every time they line up the way, we've got it lining up right now. Empires fall. There's major calamity hmm. in the world, and that's exactly what's happening. Look what's going on right now with Iran. Look at you know the, the whole dissension that's going on in, in the Middle East in general. And then, you, of course, you've got China, the trade wars. You've got the polarization in this country. And this is all precipitated by these, uh, these cycles. It's very, very powerful. You know, um, I actually find that fascinating. I, I find that fascinating how you can correlate the, those together um, during different cycles kind of depends on different activities on this planet. It does. It does. And, and like Robert was just saying, you know, we're everyone looks at the physical body, but we're really spiritual beings having a physical experience. And, you know, touching on what what Robert was just outlining, uh, that's what attracted me to the ancient systems is because it really looked at there are forces causing the entire three-dimensional five sense world to be held together that are far higher and and this really gets right back into the core elements of what we found in religions they talk about angels and spirits and intelligences and so on and so forth and as you go up higher these vibrations, or you could say dimensions, get much, much higher and much more sophisticated. And we're down here, and what I always like to call Earth the soul cauldron, because it's kind of what it is. We're all here in our free will. I mean, you can do anything you want on this planet. You can kill somebody, you can help somebody, you can heal them, you can do whatever you want, you know, all points in between. And yet, you know, there's, there's a, a experiential element to that that grows the soul. And that's what I found so fascinating about what the ancients knew in terms of these sciences. You look at cycles, like we were looking at your chart a little while ago. And um, I can see why, you know, you, you have a, a great force in your chart. You, you've got a very strong Mars. So, oh, yeah, I, you know, I'm feel, yeah, I was going to mention that I'm feeling pretty strongish in the Marsish thing <laughs> going on. You know. There you go. Exactly. No, yeah. but you do. You, you actually really do. And, and uh, it's, it's also great for you to do radio too. It's great. I mean, you, okay. So explain to me when you, when you do, um, and I, I apologize. This is, I'm, I'm, I'm not well researched in this area. This is why I got people like Bauer in my life. Um, when you do an astrology reading on somebody, can you kind of explain that process, what you're doing and, and how, how you're getting your information? 
Yeah, it's a, it's quite a process. I actually, when I do readings for people, I spend close to 35, 40 minutes. And what we do is we cast a chart. I cast a chart for the exact latitude and longitude of which you were born. Mm-hmm. And before the show, remember, I put your chart mm-hmm. in the uh, in the computer. And essentially, I like to find out exactly when first breath was taken. So I always read the energy of someone because they say the soul is tied to the body at first breath. And the ancient legend was the the guardian angel attaches the soul to the embryo at conception, not at birth. And then what happens is at first breath, when the nine months of gestation or whatever it ends up being, when the child exits the womb, it's the first breath. And if you've ever been in a delivery room, most, not all, but most children cry out Mm -hmm. and they say that's when it really happens. Mm -hmm. And I actually witnessed that with my son. And that was probably the most profound experience I ever had in my life. I actually saw two lights come in. I did not see any shapes or wings or anything like that. I just saw two illuminations and he cried. And it was uh, probably the most profound when they stand me up at the end and say, what was the best part? That's certainly going to be one of them. I can tell you that. That was amazing. So that's what we do. We cast the chart at the first breath, if I can find that. And from there, you read where the heavens were. And what I didn't like about modern astrology, everyone runs around and says, oh, you're a Pisces or an Aries or whatever sun sign you are. Mm -hmm. And I always kind of despise that because we're, we're actually not our astrology. I think the merits of the soul, if you will, picked when that alignment came in. In other words, when we're born, I think we may have picked that in a much deeper spiritual sense so that we manifest it at that time. You see what I'm saying? I do. Where modern astrology likes to say, oh, no, you are your astrology. There's an old saying that, you know, and in fact, this came from the Judeo-Christian background. Israel is above astrology. And I that Israel could also be uh, talked about humanity, if you will. If you just change that word and made it synonymous with humanity, is above the stars. There's, I, I absolutely believe, believe in that, and I think it's true. And what, what um, I like the most is saying, okay, the energy influences you, but it's not you. You see what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. the weather. It's like the weather. We're always affected by the weather, but we're, we're certainly not the weather, are we? And that's, that's why I like the ancient approach. So you, you can actually learn a lot about psychology and a lot about who you are by, by seeing the chart. You know, I find it fascinating. I know Bauer went over, um, it, when we talk about ancient cultures, it, it, you know, he, he talked about, um, the ancient cultures work in astrology and it, I just, I find it so fascinating gentlemen, because we look at some of these cultures as ancient cultures as, as non-civilized cultures, but yet they had such an understanding of our universe and our existence. Sometimes I think more back then than we actually do now. Yeah. Well, now it's all empirical science. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what really fascinated me was when I started breaking into the ancient Egyptian Kabbalistic and Vedantic stuff, because there, and there's been a lot of scholarly research being done on this by professors and so on and so forth that I associate with. And I can tell you what fascinates me is once you get past modern astrology, you get into the the ancient stuff, you literally see there's angels and spirits and intelligences, arch demons and demons that are residing in these spheres and people, you know, science looks at a planet and they go, well, Mars is certain, you know, circumference and Jupiter's this circumference and gas mixtures. And it's all 
left brain empirical science, whereas the ancients were much more interested in what does this mean from a spiritual sense? And this is something science really hard sciences hasn't addressed or even considers. In fact, they laugh at it. And I have to say I was the same way because I was always very bent towards science, electronics and physics. In fact, I used to teach a physics class. And, you know, when you look at hard physics and you go, well, wait a minute, jumping over to the other side with angels and spirits and intelligences and all these, you know, very, very spiritual things, you go, well, how can that be? You know, I'm, I'm looking at a, at a planet here in a telescope and I'm seeing it. So when you step to that other side, This is what really blows your mind is the accuracy of looking at the ancient astrology, how it parallels the way a person's traits are. And and also what really is interesting is the Bible. If you take just the Western Christian Bible, like Exodus, there's 72 angels encrypted in there. And all this stuff is tied in with the Zodiac. And systematically, from the third century forward, Rome took that all apart. In fact, you you may have heard of the Nicene councils Mm -hmm. and various other councils. These were the bearded men that were murdering each other to decide what Christians would believe for the next 1,500 or 2,000 years, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, and and it's it's amazing. And some of the history, and Robert and I are going to be talking about this, it's, it's actually breathtaking when you look at what was happening, what was hidden, and uh, what is there. And, and it actually reinforces a lot of the biblical stuff that's in there. The Psalms are amazing, how they tie into some of the spiritual constructs of astronomy and astrology. The I, I always say, forget Trinity, Neo, and Morpheus. This may be the real matrix, you know? Wow. So we have uh, just a couple minutes here. I cannot believe that the first segment is just about already over. I, I mean, this uh, honest to God, this is one of those things, Bob, where we could do a 10-hour live stream talking about all this stuff. Um, well, but- Jeff, Jeff and I are going to be doing a, a series launching uh, the Nexus uh, in the next month on this entire subject. It's Outstanding. And we'll make- it's about the astronomy to the astrology, the, the history, mystery, science, math, and magic. And uh, we'll let you know, obviously, when that, that comes out. At the, at the beginning of the next segment, uh, let's get a little bit of the personality traits and characteristics of the meatball. I oh. think it'll be quite fascinating. And, and just for the record, folks, um, I, I did say if there was anything bad, I, I'm going to pay these gentlemen to make sure that they don't say anything bad live on the air. You know what I mean? Because I'm a little nervous. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little nervous. But, you know, so with, with just a little bit of time left, I'm just going to share just a quick snippet. It was really weird. Um, ever since I've been a kid, uh, I, I used to always look up at Orion's belt, the three stars, Orion's or whatever. And um, I always used to look at the middle star. And I always believed this was before I knew the correlation with ancient Egypt or anything. But I always used to look at the middle star as that's where heaven was. And when my babies were born, I always point up at the three stars and I point at the one in the middle. I says, you know, when, when daddy's gone and you ever want to talk to daddy, I says, you look up and you talk to that middle star. Is there any kind of relevance to that in my spiritual side, you know, with this connection? Is there anything with this? Well, if you're a Mormon, you got your own planet, right? I don't want to be a Mormon. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think there is. I, I, you know, I really believe that we are, are when you when you get off this dimension, the three dimensional 
five sense construct or you start looking at who are we really, we're really spiritual beings having a physical experience. They say that the soul is actually passing through on a, on a very high level, these spheres. And interestingly enough, in the Kabbalistic and Vedantic literature, they say the moon is the last sphere we, we go through. But yeah, I think there's a lot of resonances with the heavens and there's so many stars out there. But uh, yeah, I don't know that I can answer that one directly, but I, my opinion is, yes, we are definitely uh, resonant. Well, you know, Jeff, as as I'm, I'm, I'm slowly being integrated into this from Bauer and another few people within our circle, and, and this is one of those situations to where it's the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know shit. You know what I'm saying? That's that's where I'm at. The more I know, the more I know I don't know. Yep, and that's the, right. What I find is the really spiritual people are very humble. And I'll tell you, I'm humbled all the time. Amen, brother. Folks, we are coming to the bottom of the hour. Our guest, Jeff Harmon, on the program. When we come back, I'm going to try to get as much information as we can within the next segment. Rocky Stucci Situation Room, Jeff Harmon, Professor Bauer, Dummy Ball, Mojo, Bible Radio. Stand by, folks. You know, I swear the main reason I want to go to Colorado and hang out with Brother Bauer is so he can play music for me. I, I, I'm just going to sit there and just let him put on the guitar and do his thing. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the second segment of the Situation Room right here, Mojo 5 Radio. Do not forget, visit the website streamingtalkradio.com. If you want to purchase gear, if you want to donate to the program, if you want to find out all of our links for our podcast, podcast pages or youtube channels and again uh our guest tonight is jeff Harmon, and i will make sure i link all of his information on all the video and audio sites but as well i will link all of his information on streaming talkradio.com i have a feeling that we're going to have a great relationship with jeff here on this program and i want everybody to get to know jeff i want everybody to follow jeff follow his work and uh you know jeff you have services available if people want a reading is that correct yeah, I do. Yeah. And, and they can just go to my website, Jeff at jeffharman.com. That's H-A-R-M-A-N.com. I will make sure that we link everything for you, sir. And um, and I, I'm looking forward to a long-term relationship with you on this. And uh, this, uh, I'm a sponge. And, and uh, I, there's, there's so much, especially when I started having conversations with people like Robert Bauer, there's there's so much information. And, and I think what's happening is that we're getting caught up in this matrix and uh, we're becoming very singular in our thoughts. And, you know, when we do these series, Bauer, like Informatica, I think what we're doing is we're trying to help people expand our conscious and, and the way that we think into stepping out of the matrix and being able to see things a little bit differently, maybe how the world really is. And, and when we can step out of that box and this manifested, manufactured, weaponized information and put all that aside and, and start seeing things from a universal perspective, we don't just do things differently in life. We see things differently in life. We think differently in life. We react differently in life because we're starting to understand the difference between information and who we are as an individual spiritual being. Does that make any sense? Absolutely. Uh, you know, the whole idea of the informatic and, and, and working with you, Rocky, is to get to the point where 
we break down all this narrative and, and the way in which it's mangled, manipulated, weaponized, etc. And when you get down to the core components of the data, of the, inform the informatica and the informatification of that informatica, which is nothing more than the, the data unit, it's the metrics, it's how things are constructed, what's their origin, what's their provenance. And when you get to the, you get down to that level and you break it out, it's very simple. It's a lot easier to see how things have been changed in, in, in ways to, you know, make the matrix more mangled and, and the way it's in which it's weaponized through ideologies. Well, you know, you referenced so, the word mangled and, um, I, I couldn't help but be looking at your head of hair at the same time you said the word mangled. And I do got to compliment your hair is looking pretty damn sexy tonight, bro. Hey, you know, somebody's got to wear it and <laughs> it might as well be me. <laughs> all right. So, so Jeff, um, you, you pulled up a little bit of information with all my, with, with, you know, my birth date and, and, uh, you know, a little bit about my background. Um, so what are the few things that you picked up on the meatball? Well, first off, I would say you're probably a lot more intelligent than just a meatball. Um, it, it, what I, <laughs> What are you laughing at, Bauer? What's so oh, funny, sorry. bro? What? Sorry, that was that was that was an inside voice. <laughs> yeah, well, it was really damn loud. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it squirted oh. out there. <laughs> well, you, you've got a lot going on here. Yeah, one of the first things that I've always loved about astrology, <clears throat> and again, I told you I was a skeptic when I first got into this, and I, I'm still an objective observer. It, one of the things I always look at is major cycles that's going on in a person's life. And what I like, it, when did you start this show? Pretty recently? Yes. Uh, the Situation Room is uh, still kind of in its inception. It's only been going now probably about four or five months. There you go. So you just had Saturn cross into your midheaven just recently, probably in the last six months or so. Oh. And what I like about that is Saturn, the midheaven, just so you know, because these are that that's the problem with astrology. There's all these obscure terms. And it's like that with anything we get into, you know, we have to learn the nomenclature and the phrasing and the and how it's described. Um, but you have a cycle, I'll just put it in plain English, that is really great right now for pursuing getting out there. Uh, you have Saturn transiting the midheaven. The midheaven, just so you know, is the house of career, vocation, what you do in life. And I love it because what's going to happen to you coming up here is you've got Jupiter crossing the midheaven. And, you know, what, what's fascinating about astrology is it's very parallel to astronomy, as Robert was saying earlier. Astronomy really is ancient astrology. In fact, a lot of people don't know this, but Galileo, you take Newton, everything pre-1600, these people who were referred to as astronomers were really using astrologers, astrology, I should say. C.S. Lewis and Tolstoy were so into it. In fact, uh, there's been a lot of evidence coming out lately that C.S. Lewis, of course, who wrote Narnia and Tolstoy, who wrote Lord of the Rings, but they also were prolific authors and uh, theologians as well in many ways. And C.S. Lewis is one of my favorites. He's a Christian mystic. 
and the the astronomy that he talks about in there is amazing. And of course, Jupiter is one of the largest planets in the well, it is the largest planet in the solar system. Whenever that hits a person's midheaven house of career, which for you, by the way, is about to happen when right at the end of this year, beginning of next, uh, I'd say right around December, January. That's a wonderful thing. So, so what I love uh, is that's going to bring an expansiveness uh, to you and you're, you're really likely to grow there. See, that, that's one of the reasons I got into astrology. I, I actually never wanted to be an astrologer. And if you asked me, why did I end up here? It's, it's very serendipitous what life does to us all. You know, we all get swept up in the river of, mm-hmm. you know, synchronicity and causation. And what happened to me is in the, Early, in fact, Robert and I have a lot of parallels in our lives. In fact, we're we're both about the same age, a couple of old farts. But uh, what, what's great is uh, Speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah, but you're better looking, so that's uh, that's all right. <laughs> what what happened is uh, in the late seventies, I started a recording studio, and and you know, as Robert and I remember, it was back in the days when we had analog tape and mm-hmm. <clears throat> there was record players and all that stuff. And we really liked it. And, um, I miss those I, days. I, I, I do. Too, and I, I miss records. They're, they're amazing. Yeah. Uh, the good old vinyl. But what happened to me is uh, not only did I have my mother, because I, I actually said to my mother, I said, come on, astrology, how could that work? I said, you know, the, the gravity of the planets couldn't have any effect. And she, she just smiled. My, my mother was an incredibly smart lady. She was started out as a, an LPN, then she was an RN, and then she ended up almost becming a doctor or nurse, nurse practitioner, but she, she got cancer, so she couldn't pursue oh, it. But she said, Jeff, she goes, give this a shot. She goes, before you debunk it, why don't you try it? And that's when I started studying it. And why I brought up the recording studio and the parallels with Robert and I is I started this studio when I was doing a lot of industrial films. I was doing stuff for like Johnson Wax and Eaton Corporation back in the Chicago area and a lot of wonderful commercial work. I did a lot of radio commercials. Well, then I get a phone call from this gentleman who wants to hire me to do all these religious series. So the next thing I know, I'm recording theologians from Rome and I'm re- recording all these different religious theology uh, sessions that he wanted to concretize on, you know, videotape and, and also on the audio tape. And the next thing I know, I'm hugging mother Teresa. I I get the film mother Teresa in June of 1981. Wow. She'd come to Chicago and she came to this little town called Kenosha, Wisconsin, which Mm -hmm. is where I had my studio. And what was fascinating is being involved with all this, I had this same parallel that my mother had given me. I'm going, what's happening to me? Why am I being swept in this spiritual world when my other foot's in this scientific technical world? You know, um, I, I was uh, holding classes at Carthage College in, um, in, in also that town, Kenosha. And, um, you know, I'm teaching physics and electronics and all the and, and acoustics and all these other kinds of things. And yet at the other side, I'm, I'm swept up into this path of spirituality, religion, astrology, theology, you know, ancient spiritual stuff. And it was really fascinating. And back to what brought me up to bringing this all up is I 
find what attracts me to doing this work is it helps people. Mm -hmm. I, I work a lot with psychiatrists and psychologists and spiritual practitioners. And when I can help someone get insight into cycles in their lives, it helps me like just to be able to tell you, hey, and I'm not blowing smoke here. You're going to have Jupiter cross your midheaven. And you know when that'll happen again for you, Rocky? 12 years from now. Oh, okay. Right. And, you know, right now I'm not that smart. The computer actually tells me that you are what here. Hang on a second. Let me get back to you. You are exactly here. Hang on a minute. There we are. If I can get this to go. You are exactly where are we here? Why does this keep doing that? There we go. Let's see if I can get it to work here. Um, Rocky Stucci here. Hang on a second. Um, One so of the yeah. things. One of the things you'll find when, when you see the, the details of this, the math and the metrics and the way that these things, like, you have to have a computer. Jeff, Jeff and I have talked many times, until you had the ability for algorithms and programs to crunch the numbers, it would take days, weeks, and months to come up with the what this, the heavens are showing in order to even begin to interpret them. And, and now with these programs, you're able to go, oh, let's, let's advance it. Let's go forward. And let's go back in time and let's see where the alignments and the conjunctions and the oppositions and all of the different energetic aspects that occur within the heavens are happening. And, and what do they say? Are we able to predict if I'm going to get better looking as age progresses here or am I, I, I pretty think, much done? I think that ship has sailed there, okay. brother. Thanks, bro. Appreciate the support, bro. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Somebody's got to tell the truth here. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I do like is is uh, what what the chart shows is you've got some cycles coming up that are really positive. I, I like that a lot. Oh, it, it, is there anything good. anything in the ch chart, Jeff, that that might give some uh, shed some light on on the emotional aspect of of the of Rocky and and what what makes this guy so powerfully emotional, good looking, yeah. wanting to do things for people. What, what What's going on there? Well, I'll tell you what, if you want, I could share my screen just to give people a little bit of a look at, at how this stuff actually works. It, it's, it's kind of fun to see. Uh, let me, let me get to where so, I can So Bauer, so you're admitting publicly live on radio that I am sexy. You're just, I just want to confirm that. I don't recall using that word. All right. Um, well, I heard it. I'm just saying yeah. I heard it. See that that's that's what happens when <laughs> you internalize what you want to hear as opposed to what was said. <laughs> I don't care. I knew what I was listening for and I heard it, okay? <laughs> I'm glad, I, I'm, I like the rival between you two guys. That's good. That's good. Keep them on. <laughs> but here I can, I can actually show you. I'll tell you another thing that I do in readings with people is location astrology, which is really fascinating. It actually extrapolates the longitude and latitude of where you have various energies across the globe, which is amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Again, I was skeptical on that too. I thought, come on, how, how could... So you're you know, saying that depending on where somebody lives, it could affect them positively or negatively? Absolutely. And, and I'm a real believer that there's... You know, it's kind of like they teach in martial arts and in the military, and that is energy is energy or situations are situations, mm -hmm. if you want to put it that way.
that way. Mm -hmm. And the more you know about it, the more you react in a more appropriate way. And that's what it's all about is assessing what you got coming at you. You know, a, a lot of times people say, oh, this is bad. You know, like, like a lot of modern astrologers are into, oh, this is bad. Well, maybe there's some good in it. You know, I mean, you can't, it's like the weather. We can't change the weather, but we can certainly adapt to it, you know? Right. Yeah. And, and one of the things that I think is really important for people to understand is that astrology is kind of like, uh, you th imagine being a pilot in a plane, right? You have a bunch of gauges, you've got instruments, you've got readings, you get things that show you not only where you're going and the direction you're going and the altitude you know, the whole thing about uh, gratitude determines your altitude, longitude, latitude, and, and attitude, right? Well, astrology is, is like that. It's a navigational system. It'll show you what's coming ahead and the types of energies. And, in fact, uh, one of the things we want to do before we end the show is to uh, get into what the, the charts are showing regarding the future as it relates to both the country and, in particular, Trump. Because the Trump is a force that has happened in our in our lifetimes that hasn't been seen before, and, you uh, and there there is a a major indication of that within the astrology. It shows yeah. what's going on. I, I got to jump in here real quick, Rocky. You said something earlier when you were talking to your your I believe it was your child, your son or daughter, mm -hmm. and you were pointing up at a star. Yeah. What's really fascinating, and I, I've had the blessing of learning from some really interesting teachers over the years. Um, most of the good ones are gone now. They're, they're passed away. But one in particular had actually done astrology for some very powerful people. You may have heard of them, like the Rockefellers and, oh, yeah. and oh, yeah. Miles in London. He actually did London banking astrology charts. They would use these for timing and and what they call question charts <clears throat> well here's what's interesting he gave me a bunch of different codexes and directed me to a lot of secret stuff he said jeff he says you're a yavana and i said well what the heck is a yavana he says you're a foreign born astrologer and, and we find the same thing in the ancient kabbalah if you're not born of the cloth of a certain you know, race, like in this case, it was Hinduism. He said, they won't teach you the secrets. And he says, but I like you. He says, and, and you got a spiritual chart. So he says, I'm going to show you some of the stuff that's not in the books. And it was absolutely fascinating. And one of the reasons I brought this up is he talked about angels. He said, there's angels that rule every single degree of the Zodiac. And I said, okay, this is fascinating. And one of the things about Donald Trump Donald Trump was born in Queens, New York, and we've rectified his chart to be right on. In fact, his birth certificate's on the internet if anybody wants to jump on. But I, I got Donald Trump at 1257. Oh, wait a minute. No, hang on. I got the wrong chart. Here we go. Uh, Donald Trump was at 105321 in Queens Village in 1946. That degree that was on the eastern horizon in New York aligned with a star that actually the meaning of it is a golden crown sitting on a throne oh waiting for a king to donate. it you know in other words and all the liberal heads exploded simultaneously oh yeah uh, they'll hate me for saying <laughs> that about trump we've got to prosecute him but but seriously i, I mean this is the thing 
that, you know, because I love physics, I love science. I think science is repeatable, especially electronics. You can sit there with an ohm meter and a voltmeter. You can verify something to the T over and over again. This is the interesting thing about ancient astrology is when you get the real stuff, you can actually see forces that are behind. Donald Trump was born with an angel on the degree of his ascendant that is a crown on a golden throne. Look at Trump Towers. Look at the way he is. I mean, whether you hate Trump or love Trump, you got to admit the guy's been, I mean, his his Trump Towers is modeled after Versailles. You, you've you've heard about that, right? If, if you go into Trump Towers, it is modeled after Versailles. I've been to Versailles in France. It's, it's incredible. I mean, it's just gold and paintings and opulence everywhere. It's exactly how Trump is. And you know, everything about Trump's chart, when you get into Trump's Vedic astrology, it's astounding. I mean, his love of the military, his support of the military, plus the strength of his chart. This guy actually loves duking it out. He, he's, he's, he is like General Patent with more polish. He's, he's exactly that way. This, this guy is exceedingly powerful. And the cycles going on in Trump's chart right now are even more eerily accurate. The entire Trump presidency, he had the secondary progressed moon. Now, for anybody listening that doesn't know what that means, these are huge 28-year cycles that go on in everyone's chart. Trump has had the progressed moon in his 12th house since about weeks after he took the presidency, what's happened? Hammer, hammer, hammer with the Mueller report, Russia collusion, you know, any way that they could, they've been beating this guy over the head with a club. Right. And um, what's fascinating is the, I, I told Robert this cause Robert and I have been talking <laughs> for years and I said, I'm a little concerned of what's going to happen with Trump here in the spring of 2019. Well, what happened? We all know what happened. The Mueller report came oh, yeah. out, right? Yeah. And everybody was rubbing their hands. And, well, we got him. We're going to get him. We're going to hang him you know, Mussolini style in the, in the yeah. Washington square. Right. Well, that never happened. In fact, if anything, he got exonerated. Now they can say whatever they want to say, they couldn't prosecute him. Right. And that's exactly when Trump's progressed moon conjoined his Mars. So plain English, that was a powerful, powerful energy. And Trump announced his second run for the presidency precisely when his progressed moon crossed his ascendant. Plain English, new beginnings. And what's even more powerful coming up, and I'll, I'll go on a limb here and make a, a prognostication. I think what's going on with Barr and Durham and the investigations that have been happening behind the scenes, a lot of people don't know this, but they have been mining the Clinton Foundation for a long, long time. This is They've been down there with federal investigators. Uh, this whole thing that just kicked open with Epstein is the and Wiener Brain's laptop? I call him Wiener Brain. Um, <laughs> his, his laptop <laughs> is is a treasure trove of prosecutable elements that I've heard, and the astrology on the other side of Trump's chart shows he has the progress. He has a, a twenty-eight year, actually, it's about a thirty-year cycle renewing September sixteenth, and I think between now and then we're going to see an emergement of stuff that is going to blow our minds. I, I really do. And, and I, I think we're going to see some things come across here this fall. That's going to be jaw dropping. And it's looking very much like um, 
no matter what they do, I think Trump gets in in 2020. Yeah, well, yeah, I agree. Um, now, I just out of curiosity, have you ever done um, any kind of reading for like Hillary Clinton? Billary? Yes, I have. I call her Billary. Billary? Um, I'm good with that. I am. I feel really good about that. <laughs> I have. And I hate to say this. That's why I, I was the only guy, and I'm not in any way crediting myself. I'm crediting the ancient techniques in astrology. In, in 2016, I was on a radio show, uh, on a, several of them. And I thought the guy was going to hang up the phone on me because before the primaries, before the Republican and Democratic primaries, I said, Trump's going to win this. And I, I looked at Hillary's chart and I said, there's no way she's going to win uh, because of the progressions she had. See, in astrology, there's mathematical computations called progressions. And it's really interesting because they say when the soul is tied to the body, there are certain lessons, if you will, you could call them lessons, you could call them experiences, etc., that unfold throughout the life that we all have to contend with. And they say God leaves us with the free will on how to deal with those. And what was fascinating is Trump won the presidency days, days within his primary directed son crossed his ascendant. Mm -hmm. And that can only happen in a, in a lifetime if I were to show you that. Um, and, and again, thanks, thanks for computers, because years ago, in fact, even in the 70s, when my mother and I were studying astrology, we didn't have computers. So the computing power today is just uh, a blessing to be able to arrive at the accuracy of these things. I always say, I think the air was cleaner and the food was a lot better back in the ancient times because I'm astounded at how smart these people were right. to be calculate this stuff with the accuracy that they, they, they did. But anyways, back to Trump um, and, and Hillary there. I, in fact, I think she's um, in a world of trouble right now uh, is what I would say. And I would say, um, Mr. Bill and some associates of him are probably going to be in big trouble too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry to say it. Don't want to sound negative, but I look forward to that ride and opportunity to be witness to that. I'm just saying, uh, you know, crap storm that's moving over a, a bunch of people right now that I think is not going to be too easy to get away from. So what do you see in regards to our country? Actually, some pretty positive stuff. I see some intense stuff with, uh, you know, and it's great you brought that up because how would an astrologer see anything for a country? Well, there's two ways that we do that. One is it's called mundane astrology. Mundane is what's in the sky right now. What are the cycles? And of course, we're in a traumatic period right now of change. And I think a new era is coming in. Um, going back to the flood of Noah, the ancient rabbinical astrologers and Vedantic astrologers, um, they would use cycles of Saturn and Jupiter. And a lot of people will know that Saturn and Jupiter join about every 20 years, but they would also join in very specific configurations every thousand years. So going back close to 4,000 years ago when the flood happened, they used that as a reference point. <clears throat> and interestingly enough, 
the societal changes in the world were shown by this mundane astrology. Well, we have a cycle that's coming up right now that hasn't happened since the beginning of the Industrial Revolution, mm. which you could say in general is about 240 something years ago in general, if you, if you just keep it, you know, in general. And that's, of course, when steam was coming in and we had electricity being discovered and harnessed, etc. And now we're moving on the winter solstice of 2020, we're moving into a new cycle that's unprecedented. We're going to see artificial intelligence, genetics, computing technology, and I think energies and technologies across the board explode. And that's because the infrastructure is there. And uh, I think humanity can credit itself for doing some miraculous advances since uh, many of the sciences and material research. And what's also interesting is the astrology of the United States. Now, people would say, well, how could you get a birth chart for the United States? Well, there was a Mason a Masonic uh, mystic who was known as Ebenezer Sibley. Anybody can look him up on the internet. Hey, Jeff, he just was, to let you know really quick, we got about 90 seconds, so I just want to let you know. Okay, I'll tell you really fast. So Ebenezer Sibley cast the chart for the United States signing of the Declaration of Independence. And many astrologers know about that. And that's how we can see what's happening with the United States chart. And extrapolating that out, I'd have to say, even though it's going to be challenging with earth changes and such, the United States actually looks like some very positive changes are coming soon. Well, that's encouraging. And, um, you know, as long as we got people like you and I and Bauer and occasionally, you know, the cannoli, I think we're going to be okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jeff, let everybody know. I, I'm really upset that we're only doing one hour. Um, I want you to definitely come back on. Um, Bauer, uh, all three of us, you have an open platform here, brother. Anytime you want to come on, share a message, just so you know that it's you're just a phone call away. Just let us know. Um, how can people contact you? Give us your information, and um, let's go from there. Yeah, the best way is Jeff at JeffHarman.com, and that's H-A-R-M-A-N.com. And my wife is wonderful. She works with me on uh, scheduling appointments, and uh, I couldn't do it without her. I know that feeling, brother. And Bauer, you said that you and Jeff are going to get the series going here within, what, the next month? We've got about uh, three or four weeks. We'll be launching that series. It's going to be a multi-part series, and it's going to dive into real nice, deep, aspects of all of these things that Jeff has been talking about so that we can share the information down in that level where people can start to really get a grasp of what is going on out there. Jeff, thank you so much, my brother, for coming on. I appreciate your knowledge and your expertise. Um, it's, I'm, I'm beyond grateful. Thank you very much. Brother Bauer, thank you for arranging this, my friend. Ladies and gentlemen, we are at the end of the program. Um, don't forget, visit Jeff Harmon, jeffharmon.com. Visit our website, streamingtalkradio.com. Until tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, do not forget rule number one. Don't take shit from nobody. Love the hell out of you guys. Good night, everybody.